Good evening. Our top stories tonight, running backs across the NFL, because there's been a lot of signings. There's been a lot of moves. There's been a lot of shakeups. And so we kind of have a big picture now. We know who's going to be safe, who isn't going to be threatened by an addition. But we also know now the teams that absolutely must add a player to the backfield, which complicates things. There's a lot of talent still out there. Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. Those are players that could be signed off the street today and impact some backfield for the worst for some player out there. And we've got the entire draft. We've got Bijan. We've got Jameer Gibbs. We've got Charbonnet. We've got Roshan. We've got Kendra Miller. And those are just the guys that'll make an immediate impact. We've got other role players. Israel Abanakanda. He could jump into a guy that messes up a backfield for someone. Tajay Spears, Devon A-Chain, these satellite backs. There is so, so many things that could happen and so many backfields that could be absolutely ruined for fantasy football purposes. We're here to cover that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. So let's get into it. And before we get started, we do have our running back news. Philip Lindsay is headed to the XFL. Philip Lindsay to the XFL Seattle Sea Dragons. But that's not what you're here for. You are here for the Rashad White conversation. Rashad White, according to Todd Bowles, Rashad White is te- or Todd Bowles is telling the media that Rashad White is expected to take over as a three down back. They have a lot of belief in Rashad White. They think that he's the man. He is the guy. They want him to be a complete back. They want him to be a workhorse. And I can't blame him. 50 receptions last year. Rashad White, as a rookie, produced in the passing game. Something we don't see often from rookie running backs. Usually, it takes time to find your place in the NFL as a receiver. But from day one, Rashad White, better receiver than Leonard Fournette. Better runner than Leonard Fournette. And that's why they let Lenny go. They're probably going to add a running back, but not necessarily because right now they have Chase Edmonds. That's an NFL caliber running back. That is an RB2. They have Keyshawn Vaughn. That's again an NFL caliber running back, RB3. So, yes, they could and they should add someone, but it's not a guarantee. And this got me thinking who are the running backs out there that are actually threatened right now? Who are the backs that really could have? All of their upside just completely squashed in the coming weeks. Again, we've got Leonard Fournette. We've got Kareem Hunt. They come in. We've got Ezekiel Elliott. They instantly change things for a backfield. They are cutting in heavily to someone's carries from day one. And then we've got all those running backs in the draft. So the Cincinnati Bengals, this also got me thinking about it because Zach Taylor Zach Taylor really likes Travion Williams, and I don't believe Zach Taylor. Travion Williams, he's a special teamer. He's nothing special. 4-6 running back. Really did nothing to get any snaps. Beat out Chris Evans towards the end of the year to be the RB3 because he is a special teamer, but come on. You expect us to believe that the Cincinnati Bengals, with Super Bowl aspirations, with Joe Burrow as your quarterback, are going to enter the season with Travion Williams as RB2. Get out of here. They're going to draft someone. They might sign someone. And this is why Joe Mixon is arguably the riskiest back in fantasy right now. 
Because for weeks, I thought Joe Mixon was safe. I thought he was going to be the Bengals RB1. But that is clearly not the case anymore. We heard the quotes from the Bengals executive vice president that tell the story that it's not Joe Mixon's backfield anymore. They're going to add to it. They must add to it. Same with the Minnesota Vikings because Dalvin Cook is out of there. Cody's been talking about it for weeks. I've been talking about it for weeks, probably months for both of us at this point. Dalvin Cook is not in the Vikings plans. Guy's making $10 million this year. Way too much for a team that is, as we've seen throughout the offseason, already tearing it down. So, when they pay Alexander Madison, starting-ish running back money, same with Samaj P. Ryan, starting-ish running back money, that tells you that, hey, Either he is a really expensive backup, which doesn't make sense based on the moves that the Minnesota Vikings have made throughout this offseason, or writings on the wall, Dalvin Cook is gone. And Dalvin Cook is another running back that could ruin things on the spot for some young upstart. Same with Joe Mixon, if he is released. It's not, it's a, it's an interesting time. It's not a safe time. As a fantasy football general manager, you are just diving landmines across the board. You are just dip, dive, duck, and dodging all the way, hoping that Isaiah Pacheco is Kansas City's RB1. But the Kansas City Chiefs are going to add a running back. Whether it's bringing back Jarek McKinnon, who immediately makes a difference, but in a good way, or... It's signing Ezekiel Elliott. It's signing Leonard Fournette. It's drafting someone. Kansas City will add a running back because as it stands now, it's just Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the roster. And for those of you who saw, yes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire screaming by per the podfather. Happy April Fools to all my friends out there. But CEH, RB2, not going to fly for the Kansas City Chiefs. They will be adding to the backfield. Isaiah Pacheco will have some competition, but I still believe he's going to get some stats. Or not some stats. Isaiah Pacheco will still have a role. He's still going to have that same role between the tackles. I don't think they add a full bell cow in Kansas City. I don't think that's the system they want to run. So Pacheco, he'll be okay. He'll have a role no matter what, but the best thing that can happen for him is a return for Jarek McKinnon and not drafting a running back. We also know that the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to add a running back. They have to. As it stands right now, it's Tony Pollard, RB1. And then it's Malik Davis, who the Cowboys do like at RB2. But do they really trust him to be the RB2? Do they really want to go into the season with Ronald Jones as RB3, a guy who just couldn't get on the field last year? No. Dallas Cowboys are going to add a running back. And that should make you nervous if you are a Tony Pollard general manager. The best thing that can happen is the Dallas Cowboys bring back Zeke on a nothing contract. And Tony Pollard just has the same role, but better because the Cowboys are clearly done with him. If the Cowboys add uh, Zach Charbonnet, if they draft Bijan Robinson, if they add Jameer Gibbs, oh, that's not exciting at all for Tony Pollard. But we'll see how it shakes out. This is the beauty and the terror of playing dynasty football. There is just so much risk for so many running backs. 
perhaps the riskiest of all, is Tyler Algier. The Falcons have to add a running back, right? Because they've got Tyler Algier as RB1, Cordero Patterson, RB2, and RB3, Avery Williams. Caleb Huntley tore his Achilles at the end of the season. Not going to be back to start the year. So the Falcons need a running back, right? They have to, right? But this is the same backfield that they went into last year with, minus Damian Williams, who was the starter for a game and then got hurt and they never used. So will they add a Damian Williams type? Will they add a plotter like Kenyon Drake? That is the best case scenario for Tyler Algier, is that the Falcons really do believe in him. They believe in Tyler Algier that he is the franchise back. So they add a dusty veteran like Kenyon Drake, like Mark Ingram, like Royce Freeman, a guy who can get snaps, a guy who will fill in and give Tyler Algier breathers. But that is the ideal world. The worst thing that can happen for Tyler Algier is they draft one of these top five backs. They add Leonard Fournette. They add Kareem Hunt, all of those massive negatives for Tyler Algier and the Rams. There's two final teams that must add a running back. One is the Rams because Cam Akers backed up by Kyron Williams. No way that happens. Last year, they went into the season with Daryl Henderson. He got cut. He's available. Haven't mentioned him because he also got cut by the Jaguars. Daryl Henderson clearly in nobody's plans right now. What a miss in the second round. Or was it the third round? Regardless, Cam Akers needs a backup. Kyron Williams, not great. Did not look particularly good last year. Ronnie Rivers, not good. Not particularly great. Practice squad running back. So the Rams must add to this backfield. And who they add puts a lot of risk, a lot of high upside for Cam Akers because he could still enter the season as the bell cow for the Los Angeles Rams, but a lot of downside. Because what if they draft a Zach Charbonnet and decide that he's our back now? Cam, you'll still mix in for your final year of your deal. But no, it's not the final year. He's a 2020 back. So year three. Is it? I'm confused now. But anyways, we'll figure that all, all that out later. And the final team that we know will add a running back because they've told us. Ron Rivera has told us that the Washington Commanders will add a running back. They will. They need a replacement for J.D. McKissick at the very least. Jonathan Williams is RB3 right now. That running back out of Buffalo, whose name escapes me right now, RB4. Hello, little girl. For those of you who didn't see on the live feed, that is my cat that I'm talking to, my little baby. But anyways, back to Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. They're going to add a back because Ron Rivera loves to have three backs. I hate it. I hope that they add a plotter. I hope that Antonio Gibson can be the new Jarek McKinnon for Eric Bieniemy. But just free Antonio Gibson. Stop messing around, Ron Rivera. I don't know why you hate him so much, but what did he ever do to you? What did he ever do to you? But you want to know what we're going to do for you here at Player Profiler. We are going to give you the best offers that you can find. We have a deal going on right now with Rival Fantasy. And Rival Fantasy is just out of this world. So, so cool. You just make your own prop bets. You get to decide everything. You can put, going into the year, who's going to have more touchdowns? Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. You send that bet out, and someone can accept your challenge. You get to create it yourself. 
with Rival Fantasy, and they have Fantasy Bingo, one of the most innovative things that I have seen in the fantasy industry for a while. All of that with Rival Fantasy. Sign up now with promo code PLAYER, and you'll get a free $50 safety net with your first bet. So if you bet $50, you lose. That's okay. You didn't actually lose. You keep your $50 thanks to Player Profiler with promo code PLAYER with Rival Fantasy. But that will bring us to the teams that could add a running back. A lot of them will, for sure. Starting with the Eagles. The Eagles have been linked heavily to B. John Robinson, but maybe they don't take a running back in the first round because the Eagles are a smart team. Maybe they take a running back in the second round. Maybe they get Jameer Gibbs. Maybe they get Zach Charbonnet. Maybe they add Roshan Johnson. Regardless, it's tough to believe that the Eagles go into the season with the same backfield as last year, just subbing Miles Sanders for Rashad Penny. I don't see that happening. Just the uncertainty. And you hear the Eagles talk about how much they love Trey Sermon. I don't believe it. Eagles will add a running back more than likely. They could shock me. That's why they're not in the must-add tier, but I think they will. The Texans. Big question now whether or not they will actually add a running back. Is Damian Pierce safe? Because they added Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is a starting caliber NFL running back. He'll mix in a little bit, but this is still Damian Pierce's backfield. But is that the meat shield Damian Pierce needed to be protected from a drafted running back? Potentially is. It really could be. They signed Mike Boone as well. The Texans have invested in the running back position this offseason. Could that mean they're not going RB in the draft? They are going to build around Damian Pierce. I'm not so sure because this is the new Kyle Shanahan offense with the Houston Texans. Does that really fit Damian Pierce? I think they'll add someone more explosive, perhaps a Devon A-chain. But... It could happen. Damian Pierce could be safe. The Dolphins, both of their running backs could be safe. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. I'm taking Jeff Wilson over Mostert, but Dolphins could draft Bijan. Dolphins could draft a running back, but we've said that for years. Every year, it seems as though running backs are going to the Dolphins in the first round. We had Najee Harris and Travis Etienne going to them in the first round. He had uh, Brees Hall going into them in the first round. Just every year, it seems people mock the Dolphins to take a running back. Don't know if it'll actually happen. They seem content with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. They've got the exact same backfield as last year. So they could be fine with it. And the Cardinals could be fine with James Conner and Keontae Ingram. I'm not certain that they will be. I think they've got to draft a running back to at least be the RB3. Because right now it's Corey Clement and James Conner. I know he's been shockingly healthy these past two years, but he's an older running back. He runs to contact. I wouldn't trust in James Conner. So I think they're going to add a running back. And then there's the backs that could find competition, like the Carolina Panthers, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the Baltimore Ravens, like the New England Patriots. These are all teams that I'm really unsure if they'll add or not. Because we know that Deuce Staley, the running back coach of the Carolina Panthers, he loves his three-back systems. Loves it. We saw it with the Detroit Lions where they used DeAndre Swift, they used Jamal Williams, and they used Justin Jackson. And before that, instead of Justin Jackson, they used Craig Reynolds. That's just what the Lions did under Deuce Staley with the Philadelphia Eagles they, for years. They had multiple, 
multiple backs in the offense, including Corey Clement. We remember that big game from him, but they also had Jay Ajahi. They, this is just what Deuce Daly does. And so the top two, yeah, I believe they'll be confident in Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, but do the Panthers believe that Raheem Blackshear is that RB3 that they will mix in? Could they bring in a guy like Justin Jackson, who is a free agent? That'd be fine, but I think the Panthers will add an RB of some sort. We just have to hope that it's an RB3 to compete with Raheem Blackshear instead of an RB1-2 to compete with Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Same goes for the Jaguars, because I love Jamichael Hasty. You heard the podfather and I talk about it on the Mind of Mansion during the season. Jamichael Hasty is a good running back. He's a pass catcher. He's a better pass catcher than Travis Etienne. We love Jamichael Hasty. And they also went out and signed Dearness Johnson. He's going to compete with Snoop Connor for that grinder back role. So at face value, the Jaguars are fine. They got their RB1 who can do it all in Travis Etienne. They've got their satellite back in Jamichael Hasty, and they've got their grinder in Dearness Johnson. But Jamichael Hasty, unfortunately, doesn't get the respect that he deserves across the NFL. They could bring in a satellite back to replace him. And Dearness Johnson, while we did love that little stretch where he was the RB1 for the Cleveland Browns, do NFL teams believe that's who he really is? Or is he another guy that's just going to get churned and burned? I don't know what the Jaguars are going to do. I don't know what the Ravens are going to do. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, we know they love both those backs, but this is the Ravens. No one knows a damn thing about Baltimore right now. We're still waiting for Lamar Jackson to figure out what he's doing. I think that's going to happen after the draft. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be signed by an offer sheet to another team up until after the draft, but remains to be seen what Baltimore is doing. And what the Patriots are doing, too, because Ramondre Stevenson, he can do it all. He is a grinder back between the tackles. He is a pass catching back. He can do it all. The Patriots are very much in the same place as the Jaguars with former Jaguars running back James Robinson. He is kind of the the Dearness Johnson for the New England Patriots. He can play that Damian Harris role. But do they want a Damian Harris role? Or do they want a James White role? Do they want a pass catcher? And is that pass catching back going to be Pierre Strong? Because when the Patriots were running the East-West Shrine Bowl, we saw that they hand-selected all of the satellite backs. They wanted to work with all of these pass catchers. And the reason behind that is Ramondre Stevenson broke down towards the end of the season. He did. It was tough to see. He started to struggle. He and Jacoby Myers were putting the team on their back and the efficiency dropped. So the Patriots saw that and say, Hey, we can't ask Ramondre Stevenson to literally put the team on his back again. So we got to add a running back. We've got James Robinson who can do it all. Maybe Pierre strong takes another step, but maybe based on what we saw at the shrine bowl, maybe the Patriots do add a running back. And then, We've got the backfields that I think are stable. I don't think they're going to add more, but it's a competition. It, it's open. Maybe not so much for the Green Bay Packers. We know that Aaron Jones is going to be the starter. A.J. Dillon is going to mix in. But this is still the 50-50, 60-40, depending on the game split between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We know that James Cook. James Cook is going to be competing with Damian Harris. We do believe that James Cook, with the 
electricity that he showed last year with the breakaway ability that he is the RB2 roster, especially with his pass catching upside. Damien Harris offers none of that, but it is still technically a competition. Same with the Denver Broncos, and it's less of a competition and more of a when is Javante Williams healthy? When does Javante Williams return? And I guess I probably could have added the Denver Broncos in a team that must add a back, really, because if Javante Williams doesn't come back early in the season, it is down to Samaj Piran and Tyler Batty. Beatty? Batty? Tyler Beatty, former Baltimore Ravens draft pick, didn't make the roster, which was a surprise. Played well at the end of the season for the Broncos, but he's the RB2 right now, considering Javante Williams' injury. So I think the Broncos, they probably do end up adding a running back. And that, that makes things interesting. I don't I don't know what the Broncos are going to do. That's It's an open competition there, regardless. Same with the New Orleans Saints. Now, it's not a competition. Alvin Kamara is the back when he comes back. But how long is he going to be suspended? How many weeks is Jamal Williams going to be the RB1 for the New Orleans Saints? It's going to be six, is my guess. That matters. Jamal Williams. I don't know where he's going right now. I actually didn't check that before the show, but Jamal Williams, a lot of upside with Jamal Williams as a sneaky starting running back for a good portion of the season. And then the final competition I want to highlight is the Detroit Lions. David Montgomery versus DeAndre Swift. Montgomery is going to play the Jamal Williams role. He's probably going to score more touchdowns, but don't write off DeAndre Swift. He is still the most electric back in the NFL. He led the NFL in several key categories, including yards created per touch, uh, yards per touch, all sorts of efficiency metrics dominated by DeAndre Swift. And so I hope he stays healthy. I know he hasn't been able to do that at this point in his career, but if DeAndre Swift is able to stay on the field, this is going to be a backfield week to week that we don't know who's going to score the touches, but there's going to be a lot of points in this backfield between David Montgomery, between DeAndre Swift. It'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out. And reading into the David Montgomery signing with the Lions, reading into that, it sounds as though David Montgomery, he was offered a deal by the Chicago Bears to return, but only one year of guaranteed money, not even two, like the Lions gave him. And the Lions weren't the only other NFC North team to try to bring in David Montgomery. The Vikings made an offer to David Montgomery. He ended up siding with the Lions, of course, but Vikings were in on adding a running back. Now I think they turned to the draft instead. But a lot we can learn from this DeAndre or the, from this David Montgomery saga. The Bears didn't want Montgomery back because they believe in Khalil Herbert. The Lions apparently offered Jamal Williams a pretty similar contract that they ended up giving to David Montgomery. He turned it down, thinking he could get more on the open market. That could just be agent talk because Jamal Williams says he was disrespected by the Lions offer. And if it's the same offer David Montgomery got, I don't think he would be, feel disrespected by that. So I don't know how that shook out. But what I do know is the Bears believe in Khalil Herbert. They do. The Chicago Bears love Khalil Herbert. So do I. How can you not? Sorry about that. How do you not love Khalil Herbert? 
all he does when given the chance is produce much like Tony Pollard did back in the day with the Dallas Cowboys. Zeke missed a game. Tony Pollard steps in and he's the RB one. David Montgomery misses a game. Khalil Herbert steps in and he's the RB one. The fact that they added Dante Foreman as a meat shield to protect him, to insulate him from drafting any running backs. The fact that they went out and signed Travis Homer, a, a third down back as well. So the Bears, they're set. They have all three types of running back. They've got their starter, their do-it-all back in Khalil Herbert. They've got their grinder back in Dante Foreman. And they've got their satellite back in Travis Homer. But Khalil Herbert is a better grinder back than Dante Foreman. He's a better satellite back than Travis Homer. So Khalil Herbert is going to be the starting running back for the Chicago Bears. He is safe. One of the most surprisingly safe running backs in the NFL is Khalil Herbert. Now, you know the rest of the guys that are completely in stable situations. They're not at risk at all. Jonathan Taylor, he's RB1. Christian McCaffrey, he's RB1. Elijah Mitchell has his role. Saquon Barkley, RB1. Matt Breida will play maybe five snaps a game. Ken Walker, he's safe. DJ Dallas, quality backup there, so he's not going to have any competition. Brees Hall, safe. RB1 of the Jets, whenever he gets healthy, Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter, just pure backups. He's better as a receiver than Michael Carter, better as a runner than Zonovan Knight. So Brees Hall is safe. Najee Harris is safe with Jalen Warren as the satellite back, as the backup. No threat to him, possible coming in. Josh Jacobs, not going to see any threats. They're going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground again. And Nick Chubb, they might add a backup, but Nick Chubb, he is safe. They're not going to add anyone that can compete or steal touches from Nick Chubb, they've got Jerome Ford as the RB2. They want to see what they have in him. So that's it, though. Jonathan Taylor, elite running back. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall, Ken Walker, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb. All high, high-end running backs that we know are safe. And then it's Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Not getting the respect he deserves across NFL circles. Now, of course... There are two players that I didn't mention, two running backs that you, you might, might have noticed that I missed. And that's because anything could happen. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, very, very volatile situations for both of them. Derrick Henry could be traded on draft night. Derrick Henry could be sent to another team and that will shake things up. What if he goes to a team like the Buffalo Bills who don't use their running backs a whole lot? The Titans for years have just built their entire team around Derrick Henry, and it has been great for fantasy purposes. But what if that's no longer the case when he shipped to some other team? What if this team realizes, hey, we don't want Derrick Henry running to the ground. We want him for a couple years. Our Super Bowl window is now with the Cincinnati Bengals, perhaps. Well, if wouldn't that be crazy if they replaced Joe Mixon with Derrick Henry? But it could be a downgrade. For Derrick Henry, if he's traded, and Austin Eckler, probably going to be a downgrade if he is traded, if the Chargers can't sign him to a new deal. Maybe if he goes to the Bengals, takes over as the real satellite back that Joe Burrow should have had at LSU, wouldn't that be so much fun as Jill Bajol highlighted last night? But Eckler and Derrick Henry, the two most vol volatile backs in terms of situation, because they very easily could end up on a different team, or they very easily could stay and everything is fine. 
It's either perfect or it's a risk. I don't know what to make of it for Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. Final piece of news that I want to drop in, and it's the only non-running back news. Apparently, Hendon Hooker is gaining hype around NFL circles. Jordan Schultz of The Score, who is one of the better sources out there, one of the better reporters that I actually trust when it comes to breaking news, because you know how I distrust so many mainstream reporters. Jordan Schultz is a good one. And the fact that Jordan Schultz says Hendon Hooker is trending towards being picked at the end of the first round to get that fifth-year option, and the fact that teams out there believe Hendon Hooker could push for playing time, could push for starting reps in year one. Could a team like the Buccaneers, could a team that is desperate for quarterback, trade back up, draft Hendon Hooker, and have him starting in 2023? 